Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Congratulations to Baylor. What a win for Scott Drew. What an improbable run to national title excellence from where he started in 2003 to today is truly incredible. Uh, So congratulations to Baylor. We'll be breaking down the national title for you. Uh, Also, Chad Withrow from the Outkick 360 joins us and Petros Papadakis from the AM570 LA Sports, wildly popular Petros and Money Show. All that will be rolling your direction. Podcast begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. We are rolling through, even though I know that a lot of you may be a little bit bleary-eyed, although... I would also bet that based on the fact that Baylor took control of this game and never really slowed down, that a lot of you turned off the television early in the second half when maybe you thought, hey, I don't really have the sense that the Zags are ever going to make a real run here, and they never did. Uh, This, of course, the OutKick Studios right off the top, let me tell you. I know a lot of people are going to focus on Gonzaga's loss. And there's going to be some people out there who argue that this is just further evidence of the Zags not being able to win a championship and they're overrated and they don't play a tough enough conference. That argument's going to be out there. But I don't think that's fair. They've been to two national championship games now. They have consistently proven that they can win at a high level in the NCAA tournament. And they went 31-1 and 
which is the best end result of a season, I would say, since 1979 with Indiana State. And so, to me, while it may be draining to sit back and uh, if you are a Zags fan right now, you're looking up probably at the ceiling. In fact, if you're listening to me in the first hour, you probably are still awake (laughs) or you haven't slept very well and you're already uh, turning on the radio and starting off your morning and you're wondering, is it ever going to happen for us? And I think that's a fair question, but my answer would be that it's likely that at some point the Zags are going to win a championship. But to me, when that argument is being made, what it is missing is the incredible accomplishment of Baylor, which is one of the most remarkable stories in the history of college basketball. What Scott Drew has done is virtually unprecedented when you consider where he took over, which was after an actual murder in the program. For those of you who have forgotten, the coach before Scott Drew was fired for helping to cover up a murder in the basketball program. And Baylor was such an unmitigated disaster First year Scott Drew was there, they went 8 and 21, 3 and 13 overall. The next year, they went 9 and 19 and finished 1 and 15 in conference. So I want you to think about this with me for a second. After 2 years at Baylor, Scott Drew was 4 and 28. 4 and 28. And then in year three, he went four and 12 in the conference, and that got them then 12th place again. Year four, he went four and 12 in the Big 12 conference again. Guys, he finished 11th, 12th, 12th, and 11th in his first four years as the head coach at Baylor and all of those years, Baylor finished with a losing record. They weren't hoping in those years to make the NCAA tournament. They were hoping that they could maybe make a run in the NIT tournament. And if you were Scott Drew and you looked at those first four years, you could probably stare up at the ceiling yourself and say, Are we ever going to be able to win at a high level here? And then, at that point in time, after four years, Baylor had not been in the NCAA tournament since 1988. And if you looked at their history as a program, you could go back and you could stare at it, and it was not very pretty at all. Baylor had been to the NCAA tournament in 1946 1948, 1950, and 1988, that was it. Four NCAA tournament appearances in the history of the program, none in 20 years when Scott Drew took Baylor to the NCAA tournament in 2008. It was an incredible accomplishment for Baylor And they lost. Then the next year, they went to the NIT. 
The year after that was when Baylor finally started putting it all together in a really big way. Five, six, seven, seventh year that Scott Drew was at Baylor. They had a run to the Elite Eight. And that obviously had never happened in the modern history of Baylor basketball. Um, And they just kept plugging away. Kept plugging away. Kept plugging away. And this year, they made the run past the Elite Eight. First trip to the Final Four in the modern era. 28-2 and overall record. 13-1. and And they finish first in college basketball. But look at what Scott Drew had to accomplish. Look at what he had to get his guys to buy into in order to make this happen. And it is truly one of the greatest jobs of coaching that we have ever seen, not just because it ended in a national championship, but but because of where it began. Think about this. Baylor in their history as a program playing basketball had four NCAA tournament trips when Scott Drew took over. He has now taken them to nine NCAA tournaments since he took over, which is nearly over double what they had ever achieved in their history as a program. I I really think you can make the argument, and it's not a crazy one, that relative to program expectations, Scott Drew is the greatest coach of his era in college basketball. Again, relative to program expectations. This is not Roy Williams, who I know just retired. By the way, Hubert Davis officially announced as the UNC coach. It's not Kentucky with John Calipari or Rick Pitino, for that matter. It's not Kansas with Bill Self or Roy Williams or all the guys, Larry Brown, that won at a high level at Kansas over the years. This is Baylor, one of the least winningest programs in Big 12 basketball history. A team that when Scott Drew took over was on NCAA probation because of a murder and lying about it. And he led them in the space of 18 years from one of the ugliest moments in college basketball history to one of the proudest moments in college basketball history. And in so doing, he did what rarely occurs, which is take a team that has never won an NCAA tournament championship before and had them win a championship. And he beat an undefeated Gonzaga team in order to do so. And oh, by the way, one of the most dominant runs in the Final Four that we have seen in modern history, Baylor joins 2018 Villanova as the only team since the tournament expanded in 1985 to win both the national semifinal and the national championship game by more than 15 points. This is one of the all-time great coaching performances and again I understand because I was in many ways like a lot of you hoping that the Zags might go out there and win this national championship so we could talk about where a 32-0 Gonzaga team ranks all time 
as they become the first undefeated champion since 1976. Instead, they are Indiana State, the 1979 team that got to the NCAA title game and lost and uh, finished with only one blemish on their record. But none of this takes away from what was an incredibly, incredibly uh, phenomenal season from both these teams. And I do think, by the way, that the NCAA, which I know gets ripped on every different angle known to man, does deserve some praise here for managing to complete and crown a champion without any major COVID-related issues. I understand if you're a VCU fan, you're like waving your hand right now and saying, well, by the way, we didn't get to play against Oregon. But I think, obviously, the NCAA tournament would have hoped that they were able to finish both uh, the men's and women's without any games having to get postponed or without having any games having to be forfeited, I should say. But to get to this point, frankly... It's where a lot of the Corona bros out there said you would never be able to do. We have completed, in many ways, a college football and college basketball season, which is what often defines college athletics in general. We have completed both of those seasons without a single player with serious health conditions and without a single coach having serious health conditions either. It's a pretty remarkable achievement when you consider that relative to what everyone out there was trying to tell us was likely to happen if we didn't, uh, if we did make the decision to actually play a full season. It's an incredible accomplishment for the NCAA to get through here, for the city of Indianapolis to host all these different games, and for a champion to truly be crowned Stanford wins for women. Baylor wins for men, two different private schools that fought through a lot. And I think every coach that was in the NCAA tournament, every coach that managed to complete their season overall, deserves a lot of praise from us because this was truly a season unlike any other. And I think all the players on those teams also deserve a tremendous amount of praise because it took a lot of discipline for most of them to be eligible and able to get to this point as well. So, Tremendous season for both Baylor and Gonzaga. The final game did not live up to uh, the uh, the semifinal game, uh, which I think between UCLA and the Zags, for many people, that Jalen Suggs shot will define this NCAA tournament, even though they ended up coming up short when they actually needed uh, to, uh, to to be able to win a championship there. Dub, what stands out to you about uh, the game now that the tournament is complete? Baylor has been crowned as a champ. To me, all the data I'm just running through is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, there's no doubt. And when you consider, I mean, they blew out Houston and they blew out an undefeated Gonzaga team. That game last night, I mean, that thing was over in five minutes, it seemed like. It there never were definitely, felt like a game. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of CBS sports executives that were like, oh, no. Because the, the truth of the matter is, I think like I was talking to uh, to some people, I was out uh, eating lunch and I talked to a couple of people about the game, talked to a couple of people at my gym. There were a lot of people who were not big college basketball fans that became invested 
in this national title game because they got drawn into UCLA-Gonzaga. And that's what usually happens in the NCAA tournament. The audience grows because as you get into these big games, people become more invested with the question of who's going to win a championship. And Baylor just came out so white hot, they hit their first five shots, that there was never really a moment where you felt like the Zags were going to win this game. I know they cut it to nine, I believe, in the second half, but it never really felt like, okay, this is about to become a game. They never hit that shot. They never made that play that convinced you they were about to uh, to make a real run. Yeah, I agree. And a part of me just feels bad for Gonzaga because, I mean, UCLA was making some of the most insane shots I've ever seen. And then Baylor, they got a bunch of good looks, but it's pretty rare in college basketball for a team to just shoot the lights out of the ball like Baylor did last night. So, you know, when a team shoots like that, you just got to tip your hat to them and move on. But, I mean, a little unlucky for Gonzaga to have their opponent in both the national semifinal game and then last night in the title game to shoot the ball the way that those two teams shot the ball. Yeah, Baylor finished 10 of 23 and a bunch from three. And a bunch of those misses came late uh, after the game had basically already been decided. Uh, They nearly shot better from three than they did from the field overall. Uh, The Zags shot over 50%. I think if you told Mark Few that, uh, he would have been uh, pretty impressed by it. Also, for all the shots and possessions that took place in this game, Baylor only turned the ball over nine times, and they basically didn't turn the ball over at all in the second half, which was pretty impressive. And they had 18 uh, assists on their 30 made field goals, which is a a pretty impressive uh, breakdown in terms of the percentage of shots they were making. And again, they started off five of five from three, which really took the game to the Zags. And you never really felt that the Zags really got into it. I didn't think that, uh, that, that Gonzaga was able to really get Timmy involved in a big way. He only finished with 12 points, only got seven shots. Uh, Jalen Suggs, early foul trouble, never really kind of put everything together, even though he finished as their leading scorer. And I do think this stat, which we hit you uh, with on Fox Bet Live when I told you uh, that I liked Baylor, and we talked about this yesterday on the show. And by the way, the over not hitting in this game, a little bit criminal down the stretch no points being scored no fouls no like sort of situation like that but I think this would surprise a lot of people teams at least in my mind I think when a team wins in overtime that the momentum is going to carry into the next game Dub, do you like in general in the back of your mind do you think oh that team just won in overtime well now they're going to be super hot in the next game because they won such a difficult game, it's going to carry forward. Are you like me that you think would be inclined to believe that that were the case? Yeah, the logic certainly checks out. And a team like Gonzaga, especially the number one overall seed, undefeated, playing for a title, that would you know make sense to me. Okay, so this stat is pretty great that they uh, one of our researchers found on Fox Bet Live, and you should file it away. In the last 27 NCAA tournament games, that a team has won in overtime. In the next game that they play, they are 8-19 and 19 straight up, and they lose by an average of just shy of eight points per game. 
That's a pretty remarkable stat, I think. 8-19 and 19 straight up, not against the number, and they lose by nearly 8 points per game the last 27 games after an overtime win. It's a pretty good sign that emotion, particularly in college football, can't, sorry, college football for sure, but also college basketball, can be difficult to rein in. And if you think about it, that shot that Jalen Suggs hit late on Saturday night, how long do you think it took for the Zags to come back down after that made basket? There's no way they slept well on Saturday. Then they're a little bit sore probably from a late night game after 45 minutes of tough basketball action on Sunday and turning around and coming back on that Monday. And I thought it was actually a good point that Grant Hill made during the course of the game. He said it took him a full week to get over the Christian Leitner shot. He said even in the Final Four, when we were playing against Indiana, we were not playing at a really high level early on because there was still a hangover effect from the way that they celebrated that uh, that big-time uh, shot by Christian Leitner. And it does, by the way, this 8-19 and record make UCLA's run even more impressive because they won in overtime against Michigan State. Then they won in overtime against Alabama. And then they went to overtime again and nearly got the win against the Zags. A part of me does wonder if UCLA had advanced, what would that have looked like in general? Now, I think... The, the, the basic breakdown here is I don't think that anybody was beating Baylor the way that Baylor played on uh, on Monday night. They were just a different level of dominant. And again, uh, Scott Drew deserves incredible credit for not leaving and not going elsewhere when he has had a, I'm sure, tremendous number of times when he could have gone elsewhere and taken a new job and he decided not to do it. When we come back, more breakdown, NCAA tournament, big win for Baylor. Let me give you a roadmap of where we are headed, by the way, during the course of today's program as well. My buddy Chad Withrow from the Outkick 360 will join us in the second hour of the program, uh, and uh, that should be a lot of fun to break down the NCAA tournament there. In the third hour of the program, as he typically does, Petros Papadakis, AM570 LA Sports, will join us and uh, and break down everything in the world of Petros, which is often a uh, strange and fun and zany worldview in general. Uh, so that is where we are headed throughout the course of the program. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back in. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Tuesday edition of the program. Congrats to the Baylor Bears as they hoist their first ever NCAA tournament championship trophy. One of the greatest performances we have ever seen from a coach to go from taking over a program in the absolute depths of despair back in 2003 with Scott Drew to the point where now He has won a championship. It is remarkable. We are here in the Outkick Studios. We have now finished effectively every major sport in America since COVID shutdowns began. And we're now on to a second season in Major League Baseball, in the NHL, in the NBA, other sports. But I just want you to walk with me down this pathway and start to wonder Could things begin to change in any way? And let me explain what I mean. NHL champ, Tampa Bay Lightning, best team. NBA champion in the bubble. Both those teams were in the bubble. Both those leagues were in the bubble. The Lakers. LA Dodgers, favorite in Major League Baseball. They win the championship. Alabama Crimson Tide, 
favorite all season long in college football. They win the championship. Also, NFL Super Bowl setup. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback in the history of the game, goes to his 10th Super Bowl, finds a way to lead the Bucs to a championship. Who was he going up against? Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs, and the favorites to win the Super Bowl all season long. And as if that were not enough, now we have the two best teams all season long in college basketball, Gonzaga going up against Baylor in the championship game. Baylor wins. I guess you could call that a small upset given the fact that Gonzaga was a 31-0 undefeated team. But what I just ran through is there was a lot of talk. And I probably said it back in May and June when there were no sports going on and we were doing three hours every day, certainly in April. We were hoping we were going to have sports back. I probably said, hey, maybe COVID is going to disrupt the overall championship picture and we could end up with a lot of teams that are non-traditional champs that make a run and win a championship. And certainly in the regular season in college basketball, your usual behemoths, your Leviathans, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, among many didn't even make the tournament. Louisville, usually pretty good, wasn't really tournament. Uh, You know, UNC was not where they usually are in terms of being incredibly elite. Kansas struggled a lot through the course of the season, although they ended up a three seed. But if you look at the overall uh, landscape of sports, what happened was the best teams, the favorites, almost won in every sport championships in the COVID year. Why do we think that was? I, I think there's pretty strong evidence at this point that one of the things that makes those teams the best is their coaching and their players, but also their discipline. The ability of really great players and coaches to get teams to focus not only on playing their sport, but on being disciplined enough to stay healthy so that you didn't have a ton of players out there that were suddenly unable uh, to be able to play. Now, certainly Baylor had an outbreak with COVID that may well have led to two of their losses. And if the COVID year hadn't existed at all, maybe Scott Drew's Baylor team would have been undefeated going up against an undefeated Gonzaga team as well. Because I certainly think if you go back and look at the two games that Baylor lost, I think they would they would argue there's no way we had any business losing those games. One the most recent loss that they had before they got to the NCAA tournament uh, was against Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. And I think certainly if we got Scott Drew on, and by the way, I think there's a good chance Scott Drew, Baylor's coach, will come on with us in the next couple of days to talk about this championship and the trajectory he had to follow from taking over a fundamentally broken program that was reeling from NCAA scandal when some people said, hey, this program deserves to get the death penalty because they were legitimately connected to covering up a murder. A lot of times we talk about morality 
in the context of college football or college basketball and NCAA tournament punishments and all those things, the vast majority of the time, that is not in any way truly a morally difficult situation. It's like, oh, somebody got paid to be going to a uh, to a university. Is that really that much of a scandal when the NCAA is investigating? No, no, no. Baylor was so out of touch and was such a mess that you had a head coach lying uh, about what might have happened in terms of a murder of a player. And so for those of you who didn't remember that story from all the way back in 2003, Scott Drew took over one of the most difficult job situations in college basketball ever. And as I said, the first four years finished 11th or 12th in the Big 12, that is last or next to last every year, took a lot of beatings, took him seven years to get a win in the NCAA tournament and really start to make a statement about where he had this program. And it's really very remarkable to even think about that he was able to uh, to accomplish this. I also want to reiterate again, I know it's trendy to rip the NCAA, but they managed to finish the college football season and the college basketball season, the two seasons that get the most attention, also the women's college basketball season. They managed to do that without serious health issues for either players or coaches, which is a tremendous accomplishment, and only one men's tournament game missed the VCU against Oregon game. Props to Indianapolis and everybody affiliated with the NCAA for making that happen. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back in. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Monday edition of the program. Obviously, we have spent a lot of time talking about the game, but I also wanted to tell you uh, that clearly a pretty big move, I would say, in the grand scheme of things with Sam Darnold being traded to Carolina. What do we think about that? What's the significance? What are the, what's the likelihood that he's going to be successful? I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but first, I want to tell you, we're, of course, here in the Outkick Studios. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings. And if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train Stop Trains Can't, brought to you by the NHTSA. We are rolling through uh, the program, and we spent a lot of time talking about the NCAA tournament. I want to reiterate, I know that VCU did not end up being able to play against Oregon in the first round of the tournament, but overall, pretty incredible, I thought, success story for the NCAA tournament. We crowned a champion. We played every game in the tournament except for that one in the first round and we ended up with the two best teams throughout the course of the regular season able to go head to head and uh, everybody could kick back and watch and see for ourselves how they would match up because their early season matchup ended up getting canceled for I believe it was COVID related reasons so we finally got to see what happened when Baylor took the floor against Gonzaga so we've obviously been talking about that quite quite a bit but I also wanted to make sure that we did not forget to talk about the uh, the big story of Sam Darnold being traded from the Jets. And I say big story not in a facetious manner because, again, I think this is further fallout from Deshaun Watson. And what do I mean by that? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence 
that the San Francisco 49ers and the Carolina Panthers, who were two different teams that I think would have otherwise been in the Deshaun Watson market. In fact, the Carolina Panthers were talked about a ton as a potential destination for Deshaun Watson. It seemed like Matt Rule was really intrigued by him. And to a large extent, I think the San Francisco 49ers had to have been kicking the tires on Deshaun Watson as well. I think now that we've got 22-some-odd Deshaun Watson accusers, I didn't even talk about this on Monday, but the Houston Police Department is officially investigating Deshaun Watson for criminal-related charges, and it's not just Houston either, according to Tony Busby, who is the attorney representing the 22 women in this case. He is scheduled uh, later in this show, uh, later in the show, later in the day, uh, Tuesday, today, for there to be a discussion about everything surrounding the Deshaun Watson case. So I would imagine that we will get some form of update from him as to what exactly is going on with Deshaun Watson. Uh, And there will probably be stories that we will talk about tomorrow in the context of Deshaun Watson. But the reason why I bring him up is... I believe the 49ers basically said, hey, Deshaun Watson's not a viable option. I think the Panthers said the same. And so the Panthers are trying to get some value out of Sam Darnold. They want him, whether or not he can, I do not know, to be their version of Ryan Tannehill, except he's quite a bit younger. And if you're asking, what does that mean? Well, for a long time, if you were a quarterback who was drafted at a high level and then the team let go of you, you were kind of like the island of misfit toys. In other words, people basically decided that you didn't make sense anywhere in the NFL. And there were almost no reclamation projects that ended up working anywhere in the NFL. In fact, if you were going to find a stud quarterback, you pretty much had to go into the NFL draft or occasionally you might get super lucky with a guy way down the bench. I'm talking a Kurt Warner type situation, but even those almost never occurred. And so as you break this down, it seems clear to me that Matt Rule with Joe Brady, who has been a quarterback whisperer, you remember what he was able to do with Joe Burrow. It seems clear to me that their overall goal here pretty straightforward is to figure out if Sam Darnold is redeemable and certainly there are a lot of issues with Adam Gase and the the overall incompetence of the New York Jets franchise that would lead you to believe that Sam Darnold has the kind of talent that if you paired him with Christian McCaffrey who is probably the best single running back in the NFL in terms of total variety Derrick Henry stands out there. I'm not saying that he's better than Derrick Henry at running back, but when you look at his ability out of the backfield and all of the other plays that he can make and just the dynamicism of his talent, I would like to think if I am Sam Darnold, given that they have some good young talent at the wide receiver position too, that this is in some way a redeemable talent. And if they are able to find a way to make him work for them, then they could believe that they've got their own version of Ryan Tannehill. And if it doesn't work out, then Matt Rule is still a very young coach in his tenure with the Carolina Panthers. 
and they can go back into the draft or maybe they wait a year and see if Deshaun Watson is still available depending on how exactly his legal issues resolve themselves in uh, the months and maybe even the year ahead because I really do believe it's going to be unlikely that there's going to be any sort of resolution of this Deshaun Watson mess anytime in the near future. So it is a low risk, just a second and a third round pick in 22, one more pick. Uh, I think it's a fourth rounder. Dub, you can look that up to be sure uh, that I've got that right. Relatively low cost given the potential outcome there in a very positive way. And it seems like Matt Rule believes that Sam Darnold could in some way find redemption with the Carolina Panthers. Certainly, I know that Sam Darnold's got to be super excited just to be out of the New York Jets mess. Now, larger context, what does this mean for the Jets? It's pretty clear. I mean, we've been saying this for a while. It is very likely, I believe, that Zach Wilson is going to go number two overall to the Jets. We know Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall to the Jags. The question now, quarterbacks one, two, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, who are the San Francisco 49ers going to take with the third pick? And by the way, I have adjusted my opinion on what I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to do with the fourth pick. I think it's very likely that the Atlanta Falcons are going to uh, are going to draft now based on uh, just kind of looking around and having some conversations. I think that they are going to draft uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, the tight end out of Florida. I think Arthur Smith is going to decide, you know what, I can go with Matt Ryan for another two or three years. He is a guy that has a lot uh, of, of talent, obviously, over the years. Arthur Smith's going to be fine with riding with him for another two to three years. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to be the first uh, non-quarterback to come off the board in the NFL draft. I think the Falcons are going to take him at four overall. Uh, Okay, Uh, that conversation uh, will be interesting to follow and certainly we'll be breaking it down for you in the days and the weeks and the months ahead. But that is the latest from my perspective on uh, the decision with Sam Darnold. When we come back, top of our two, we had a big moment, an exciting moment, a thrilling moment for all of you out there that are ready for sports to get back to normal. The Texas Rangers had a full stadium for the first time, a stadium or arena in pro sports since March over a year was completely and totally full and it looked like people had an incredibly fantastic time. We will talk about that. I'll also talk with you about the hypocrisy of Major League Baseball and their decision to move the All-Star game a bit more. And we will talk about the Masters and how it ties in with that All-Star game decision. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. This is the Tuesday edition of OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Parts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.